Ready? Begin. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hoorah. All right. So we're starting off here with a roll call. Thanks, right? Chair Gutierrez. Present. Vice Chair Poikert. Present. Commissioner Gilbert. Present. Commissioner Esvander. Present. Commissioner Gonzalez. Present. All present, two vacants. Okay, good deal. Are there any requests to, to speak on anything that is not on the agenda? No, sir. Okay, good deal. There are no planning uh, commission meeting minutes for this meeting. So no. we'll go right on to, um, to the first item. Dang, you got the suit on and everything today. Good. Well, good evening, Chair, members of the Planning Commission. Happy New Year. I'm Paul Gonzalez, Community Development Manager. Um, before you tonight is a proposed specific plan amendment for both Central or Downtown Specific Plan and for Foothill a specific plan as well. So the whole goal was to combine the two specific plans to both update them and provide additional uses without taking away any existing uses into the plan. The specific plan number is 2022-004. Oh. So along with staff processing the project, we hired a consultant. The consultant is WSP and he's represented by David Souls. So David has been helping us along, along with the project as well. So I'm going to basically start off with what is a specific plan. And a specific plan basically is a comprehensive plan and zoning document for a defined geographic region of the city. So in this case, it's both Foothill Boulevard from both east to west to the boundaries of our city and from Foothill Boulevard down to Merrill for, for downtown. So as, as part of the, the update, um, the zone document is defined as a geographic region, as I mentioned. Um, so within this area, um, the city applied for a grant about two years ago through SCAG. And what, what SCAG did was basically said, in order to, to add additional housing to the, to the specific plans, they provided funding for the project as well. So this, this SCAG provided for a, the majority of the housing. Um, and SCAG is the is, is the lead agency as far as like paying for the, for, the, for the document. So staff is processing it and they're basically flipping the bill for the most part. So as I mentioned earlier, before you is the area for both the Foothill specific plan, which is both goes east to west as mentioned in, in my presentation earlier. And for downtown, it is from Foothill to Merrill. The proposal, as mentioned, is, is made up of two plans. Foothill was actually approved and updated in 2010, which was 14 years ago. And our downtown plan was updated in 1983 when it was adopted. So there has not been a comprehensive update since then. So it was overdue for to do so, and um, staff recommended to do so, and we're moving forward. So along with the plan, there's a, there's a mission statement or a vision that was run by both the EDC 
city council and, and shown before the planning commission as well. Um, some of the things that are in the vision statement refer to Route 66 and the theme along Foothill Boulevard. So we're gonna encourage developers to, as they develop their projects, to add Route 66 logos in there. It's a common theme you see to cities east of us and cities west of us, and we wanna encourage that um, additionally as well. Central will, be, will continue to be the heart of our city. It's, it's been existing there for quite some time, for over 100 years, of course. Um, and it's, it's gonna be an updated version of what's there now. As I mentioned earlier, the, the, the uses are gonna be the same, and we're just adding additional um, residential uses as well. Throughout the timeline for the project, for the last two years, staff has had a number of meetings. Um, we had five pop-up events where uh, they went to the um, National, Line, National Line Night Out for the city. It, we, we showed up at the Farmer's Market and a few different locations as well. We did have a meeting before the Planning Commission, as I mentioned, to present it before the Commission. The City Council was provided an update middle of last year as well and a number of different events and pop-ups that we've, that we've had throughout the last two years. Um, we actually had a few different virtual meetings with the last one being in November, and we had a few in-person meetings as well. We wanted to make sure to separate it amongst different locations. We had them at different, um, we had them at St. Catherine's Church, we had one here at City Hall, and of course a virtual was, was online for those who could not attend. So here's a picture of some of the different displays we had at some of the pop-up events. So we asked different residents to tell us what they uh, wanted to see in the city, what they wanted to see in downtown, and what they wanted to see on Foothill Boulevard. There was a, another exercise where we asked the public to put down little um, nodes where they might want to see different uses. So this is an example of one that was completed. Along with the project, there was a market study that was completed. The market study report was completed and noted basically um, there is a need for residential housing and commercial in the city. So that was something that we um, wanted to make sure we incorporate in the report and it's in there for the commission's review. And it basically supports that additional housing is required and for, for the state and is needed for our community. Wanted to point out a few highlights for, for the new plan. Uh, preserving existing uses, we'll add an additional. Increased opportunities for residential and commercial. Setting the stage for streetscape improvements. That's adding additional, um, as I mentioned, themes as far as Foothill for the Route 66. And for downtown, we have some nice entryways that the city could, if they choose to do so, um, incorporate into the, the city. Simplified zoning designations and associated development standards. We've heard from a lot of developers and different residents in the city that it's difficult to go through our, our different planning areas and our specific plans. So we narrowed it down and added additional uses within those. Route 66, as we mentioned, and revised parking standards and parking lots. There weren't a lot of standards in either specific plan, so we added such things as requiring double striping, reducing uh, amount of parking required, 
um, landscaping standards to screen the parking lots and similar things as well. Increased opportunities for residential and commercial, preserving the re and rehabilitating existing housing stock, promoting establishments of incentives for to intensify residential and mixed-use development, maximizing the potential for residential homes in proximity and businesses and services. So what that will look like is um, allowing for a higher density for both Foothill Boulevard and, and downtown. So currently we allow for 30 units per acre on Foothill, so it would be going to 35 units per acre. It's not much of an increase on some areas, but it is enough to have a developer come in and make sense and be able to develop the project. Um, similar for downtown, you're all familiar with the Metrolink station, and north of that, there's a large portion of the specific plan that's underdeveloped. We're allowing for mixed use, or proposing to allow for mixed use projects with some commercial, like on a bottom floor, and residential on the top floor. Along with the specific plans, we are adding six cycle housing element numbers. So in order to meet our arena numbers, we had to um, increase um, densities in the city, and a lot of that is on Foothill Boulevard and downtown. So we're just incorporating what the commission has already seen and what the council has approved already as well. Here's some examples of some possible structures for uh, high density that we could see in the city. So you can see some of the different standards. Um, the max height that's proposed right now is six stories and 35 units per acre would allow for that, that height. As I mentioned earlier, here's, here's some proposed entryway statements that the city can, if they choose to do so, put into the city. So this would be looking down from Foothill Boulevard, looking south towards Riverside Avenue. And to the right is some different um, streetscapes that we, we put in the plan that people, if, if the city chooses to do so on public right away, we can do so as well, and in the streets. Detailing required infrastructure improvements. There are some updated diagrams as far as what, how, how the parkway should look and how the sidewalks should look, and that's all incorporated into the specific plan as well. The plan identifies seven different land use districts for the Foothill Central area that are tailored to recognize and support future economic and market demand conditions. Development standards are meant, for, meant to provide opportunities for innovative, high-quality community design. And the standards that are in there are existing and additional are added for a higher architecture and um, for a modern theme and a modern design as well. Here are some of the proposed standards. And what you could see is the, of course, the, the white boxes would represent um, a building for a commercial, a commercial building or a residential building. And the amount of floors would be the, the height. And it just breaks down the different types of, of buildings that you could get on a, on a lot. So the floor area ratio in some cases is higher than others depending on where it's located. Um, when we looked at the specific plan, we took into consideration what was around the residential, what was around the commercial, and tried not to impact existing residential. 
as much as possible. So the current map is showing what is existing now. These are the different zoning areas within this specific plan. And you can see there's a number of different colors and a number of different little planting areas within them. Within them. And now here's the proposed map, which is more simplified. So how we simplified it without taking away property rights is we went ahead and, and kept the base and added additional in there to, to assure that no existing land uses were taken away and we just added additional. So that would, that's what the final map would look like. That concludes staff's presentation. Um, the recommendation for tonight is for the Planning Commission to make a recommendation to the City Council to approve the project if the Commission chooses to do so. Staff's available to answer any questions. Okay, uh, we'll open the public uh, comment first and then uh, direct it to uh, the Commission. Anybody have any questions? Do you have any, Frank? Is it open to the Yes, it is. Well, no, let's let the, uh, the uh, no, the, uh, do we have a, the developer or anyone else, or nothing, nothing like no one's here representing. I see Mr. Beard. No, uh, the city's the applicant. City's the applicant yes. in this. Yeah. Okay, then go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. Do you have any questions? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, then I have them and then we'll open there. No problem. Go ahead. Yeah, I. Oh, you I, don't have anything? That's okay. I'll, I'll let him go. Oh, go on. Go ahead. Uh, Scott Beard, 285 West Rialto Avenue. Uh, I'm here to support the obvious uh, modification of the specific plan. We own a couple properties along Foothill, uh, one at Linden and Foothill, the northeast corner, and of course the northwest corner of Pepper at Foothill. Uh, the city has been gracious enough to uh, move the Linden piece into a commercial zoning, which uh, we are in the process of processing a quick quack car wash and a advanced auto for that site. Um, so we're obviously supportive of that change. And then as it relates to our property on Foothill and Pepper, which is the current county behavioral health resource center, um, I need to get a little more clarification on what that fixed use, mixed use zoning does, but we're effectively supportive of it. It's not gonna impact our property and we, we would look, should the county ever leave that site, we would look to probably do some kind of residential uh, apartment use on that site anyway. So uh, we're supportive of this specific plan and I appreciate you uh, letting me chat for a moment. Thank you. Uh, I'll ask a quick question first. Frank, you want to, unless you're ready, Frank, you ready? Yeah, yeah, no, I just had a couple of questions well, that I think, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna suggest that, that um, we take all the public comment and then close the public hearing and then bring it back for all of the discussion here. Uh, we can, do we have anyone asking to speak? No, sir. Okay, no one's asking to speak. But um, is it necessary we close it then? You wanna close it? We can. Yeah, there's no, yeah, no more have a motion to public. I make a motion to close it. Second. Here we go. Any? Oh, we do have somebody. Okay. Okay. Oh, go ahead, sir. <laughs> Sorry about that. Paul Andrade. 
I have a property off of 108 North Olive. Okay. My main thing, reason here of being here is I've been trying to build in the back of my property at ADU. Okay. They consider my, it's right off of First and Riverside Avenue, but they consider it commercial. They said I wasn't able to add to my property unless I go commercial with my housing. I just wanted to see if that was something that was going to be able to be changed, that okay. I will be able to add to my property. So is this a single family residence yes. you're talking about? And they won't let you build anything on your property? It's right off of Riverside Avenue and First, right behind where Kuka's restaurant used to be. Right off the right, like right in that zone where you guys are talking about in central zoning. Okay. And they're saying I cannot add to the property because it's still considered commercial. It's been like that back since 1987, I believe. Okay. We can have staff talk to you about that. I'm not sure. Th would this impact him at all? Whatever rules apply to him now or apply to him in the future, right? Yeah, there's there's additional uses that we did add to it. So we'll work with the gentleman after. Yeah, that don't make did. any sense what you're saying there. It's your, it's your house, but I, I'm not familiar with your. Situation. Yeah, they said because there's houses around there that are real estate, real estate offices that are housing. So they said the housing area is considered commercial. They said that's why I wasn't able to add to my oh, property. Oh, okay. Is, is your house currently used for residential? Yes. Okay. If it is used for residential currently, you can do an, an ADU, and we can work with you on that as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll figure it out. Okay. No problem. So it's unrelated. <laughs> kind of related, but yeah. My concern was that we're looking for ADAs or ADUs, I'm sorry. And they're saying no. Uh, that, that, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, uh, you're going to look at it. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll take a look at it. So can we close the public hearing if there's no more? You, have a motion? you had a motion, right? Yeah, I'll second it. Any opposed? All right, now, Frank. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at the timeline, and that's a, a pretty good timeline. Um, my, I guess I'm going back to the same thing that I've uh, brought up all the time, Co uh, affordable housing. And it mentions affordable housing in here. Uh, and I look at the financial programs available for residents that want to get into housing and also the, um, the water thing, because uh, there, there are some things about improving the water system, the uh, water, uh, sewage, and all of that. Uh, I know there's some uh, construction is going on now, like in Pepper, they repaved it and all that. But I wanted to find out what is our, um, how do we find out how that's going, progressing? Uh, will you keep us surprised of that, or do we just talking about unreal okay it and go from there? You're talking about on Pepper Street, right? Yeah. Okay. Or this is it related to this? Pardon me. Is it related to this plan? Uh, well, no, it is in a sense because it was. Uh, we're, they're talking about um, improving. Oh yeah. That's part of the the last okay. part of the. Uh, uh, proposal that uh, they're going to change or do the um, water and all that but that's okay we can move forward well no my, my question is actually related to yours and so the development fees and for these builders because it's a lot of infrastructure needs to be going so we're going to be passing that on to the builder a majority of it I guess we currently do have um, development impact fees a good majority of Foothill Boulevard and downtown is already developed um, we don't foresee a lot of large um, buildings or businesses going in there. Um, typically, you have a, something that may be an acre in size, um, so nothing large. It, the largest something, I'm trying to think of the largest parcel that's down there that's vacant. I can't think of many. There's a lot of smaller ones down there. Um, it would be commercial and residential for the most okay. part. No industrial buildings or any type okay. of industrial uses. Right. But once those are established and those, like the plans on the projects we had where it identifies the, what the builder's paying, 
once we approve that that's their pain they is that change after the fact or is there any chance where that changes for the development like builder for development um, impact fees yeah we're we're actually we're actually in the process of looking at our development impact fees now okay we're in the middle of doing a fee study and that will be before the commission and maybe later this year at the end of the year um, so we're, we are looking at those now. So the, the fees that are in here now are what the developers will pay. Okay. Or they're not, not in here, but it's part of the required fees. Okay. Um, and the last time we did a fee study was over 15 years ago, so we're, we're overdue. So I mean, we it's are probably time now. to raise it, but we'll, we don't want to cut businesses, I mean, developers off either at the same time. So it has to be a balance, I guess, whatever the standard is around this. Yeah, and typically for the last 15 years, the city has done like an elevator. They've done like a 2% increase in fees. So we don't expect it to be too far off, but um, there will be some okay. some changes in the fees. Um, doesn't necessarily mean they'll go up. There might be some that go down, um, and they're just recommendations. We've we printed too much money Can we for it to go down. <laughs> I said I said maybe maybe yeah. not. <laughs> What's that? There are a couple of fees I could think of that that might go down, like our temporary use permit applications, like fourteen hundred dollars. I don't know why it's that high. It'll probably be a couple hundred, so that's one that will will go down for sure. Yeah. So. Cool. And that was part of the question that I had about the funding level. Yeah, because I know I know, John always talked we, the fees we collect, but it, unlike these some of these warehouses, in, well not warehouse, but in future plans, but where does that money go? Because you don't really see the streets are a mess still. Mm. So I don't know. I, mean, I know we can't control it once it gets taken. I guess the city. Yeah, a portion, a portion of the fees, it depends on what the fee is. Circulation will go to engineering and have their own funds for that, for street improvements and that type of thing. Um, there is a fee that goes to the fire department, police department, uh, community development, and, and then basically it's for, for staff time and for improvements is okay. what the fees are for. Will that lead to tax increases for the residents as part of the funding? There's no funding for this, Commissioner. This the, the development impact fees is completely separate. Yeah, this is just a plan. Okay. Plan. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I do have a question. San Bernardino um, City did did a I don't know if it's an experiment, but they put in the residents at the bottom and they put a business in the same building. Was there any investigation into how successful that was for other cities? No residents were. What whatever they did over there, it was a two-story effect by by the park. Yeah, not sure about any projects in San Bernardino where they have residential on the bottom. Typically, if you're going to have like a mixed use, you want commercial on the bottom floor. So okay. you know, people who are whatever it is, was there any investigation on the effect that that scenario? I can't think of a lot of mixed use on. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Downtown um, Riverside has. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of projects on Market Avenue and downtown Riverside. Yeah. But as far as a study that's been done is showing safety and those types of things, I can't think of anything offhand. We Are could look we into that. Do something with that. I mean, if somebody else has made a great success story. Are we going to jump on top of that so ours is successful? A lot of the standards for Riverside, City of Riverside, are incorporated into here. So actually some of the pictures that you've seen are similar to some of the um, buildings that they have in, on Market Street and, and in Riverside. So the answer is yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Not maybe. No, the, the answer is yes. We have pictures. I mean, they're very attractive, but if we don't replicate it, mm -hmm. that means we're going to replicate something that's not successful. So in the plan we have, you know, it's, it's really nice to have illustrations in your plan, which currently there are no illustrations in downtown. So when you're telling a developer, when developers ask us, what do you want to see out there? It's nice to point to a pretty picture and say, yeah. do something like this. There's nothing like that downtown. There's some stuff on Foothill specifically and currently, but we want to update it and, and have these standards for the developers to, yeah. to follow. Um, like I said, it's really nice, especially nowadays, to be able to send the pictures in our specific plan and say, this is what we want out there. And that's what we have in, in here. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited to see more residential. I've been talking about it a while because it, it'll help raise the, the median income in the city. It'll help raise the education level in the city, which will then bring, you know, different types of businesses because, well, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when we started with the utility tax, I mean, it's everyone's high-fiving each other and hiring a DJ and everything, but at the end of the day, you have solar now or less, the electric bills are less because people are getting solar. You have people cutting cables, so there's no utility tax on the cable bill. I mean, there's these things keep eroding when you replicate it and you multiply that amongst many residents. Um, we're ch it's choking the city off because the city was short-sighted not to push for more uh, businesses that had a good sales tax revenue. I mean, I, I probably the, the, the medical warehouse is probably what's saving the city because uh, that's a point-of-sale warehouse, but everything else is just traffic pollution in warehouse. There's just no real real meaningful sales tax revenue, you know, other than I guess that it gets passed on through Amazon and that sort of thing. But um, everybody leaves the city to go shopping. And, and I'm yeah. glad you guys are really looking at this and I'm excited to see what we can do, but um, we don't want to be left too far behind. We're way far behind to begin already as it is. And so I'm excited for that because I think long-term this utility tax it's already it's not, into the yeah. budget, so it's, it's just a line item. But if, if people, you know, repealed it or they did a, a put a measure, I mean, this city would go bankrupt because it, it's, it doesn't have anything else to sustain itself. Mm -hmm. And that's the concern I have as a person who's too cheap to move. I, I'd like to see more growth. No, it's well thought out. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so that's my two cents. I have one more thing, Paul. You know, all the auto dealers. All of this, how does the zoning, how is the zoning uh, uh, impacted if, uh, say, some, a business comes in and wants to change the zone if it's already set one way? Can they change it like they do before? Yeah, typically, well, we, we met with the community, we met with the businesses within, this, within the specific plans, and we asked them what, what do they want to see out there, what, what, what would help them. And, help them be successful. So we went ahead and we took all the comments from the, from the community and the, and, the, and the business owners and incorporated into the plan. So we don't anticipate anybody making any changes to the plan anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, so, but if someone came in and they wanted to modify it or, or change the, the specific plan, they could do a specific plan amendment and move it forward. And that would come before the planning commission and then city council for, for final approval. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and, and just to give you an idea, typically when you have a specific plan, um, it'll be good for 15, 20 years possibly. When you start to get a lot of requests for specific plan amendments, 
that's when you want to start looking into well does the plan serve our community does it serve the businesses out there so there shouldn't be a lot of a lot of that so okay thank you all appreciate any questions okay do i have a motion okay i'll do it i'll make a motion staff recommend that the planning commission recommend the city council adopt the amended foothills central specific plan SPA number 2022-004, master case number 2022-075, and mitigated negative declaration, environmental asset review 2024-002, prepared for the project in accordance with the California Environmental Quality Act, CEQA. Second. Second. That's the third day. I just said that the third day. Okay, all in favor or any opposed? All in favor? Aye. Yes. Aye. Aye. No opposed. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. Thank you. All right. I think next is uh, Paul's comments. You got any Paul, uh, comments, buddy? Don't have any comments other than Happy New Year and looking forward to working with the commission this year. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy, happy late Merry Christmas, John. Yeah. When's the next meeting? The next meeting is actually next Wednesday. When? Next, next, next Wednesday. week, right? Next yep. Week. Next week. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Seventeenth. Um, and um, okay. And planning commission comments. I just had one question. Please just don't forget about me on Linden on the when they because they haven't restriped that road. They just repaved. Yeah. It remember the the uh, the obstacle course we created to to keep target employees from speeding. Yeah. <laughs> if they when they start to hopefully they're gonna do that street. <clears throat> If they can, just return it back to normal because they're going to open that road up to Fontana anyway. So hopefully that'll help. Because right now it's it's creating a, a safety hazard with the the all the employees do illegal U-turns around all the cones and it causes a lot of problems. Yeah, and actually, staff did reach out to the city of Fontana and asked them yeah. what's going on there. And the only portion that they're I guess they're finishing off is the portion that's in the easement. Yeah, yeah. Said. So maybe maybe in the interim, if you can, please. Whoever's in charge of the signs, have them turn the sign the proper way, the illegal U-turn, because they put it in backwards. So I think if, if an officer wanted to cite them, there's no sign there to show there. So it's it's showing in the opposite way of traffic, and they'll and it's to uh, they'll see it when they it's bolted in backwards somehow. I don't know how that happened. Somebody hit it when they're doing a legal turn. They tore it all down and they replaced it. They put it in backwards. That's all. I have. Any other comments, guys? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I have two things. One of them is there was an article in the uh, L.A. Times regarding that the Air Resources Board is issuing violation notices to the warehouses in a number of cities around here. I would assume that some of our they're not doing their proper due diligence for adequate air quality, and I I have the data. If these citations are coming to any warehouse in our city, I would like that to be a checkpoint for us in the in the system that those <coughs> those violations have to be cleared up before any permits could be issued. And it's not because they're not issued; it's because they wouldn't want to do it. And I I just am engaged entertaining. By this uh, planning commission, and don't tell me we can't do it. 
you would need to agendize it. So th these are comments. Okay. You can't take an action item, but you can request that that be brought back to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So future agenda. To understand, you're talking about a warehouse that is already in existence. No, they're well. They're coming in. Are they? Yes. Because if they can't violate something that's not open yet, right? I think. Am I, I right? So, do we, have we had any warehouses being uh, um, assessed, fines, fine from the federal government or the state? Not, not that I'm aware of. Um, I think we probably would have heard about it if there was. Um, what, what, I, what I could tell you though is if. If, if there is an existing warehouse that is out there and say they want to come in because they're going to add on to it or if they want, uh, I don't know, expand the use somehow, um, we'll review it and we'll make sure that they're in compliance with all the conditions of approval on the site. So that's one way of um, making sure that they're in compliance. So any project that comes before the commission or staff administratively, we make sure the site's already up to code before we, get, before we approve anything else. And it's actually typically, it's in our findings as well that it meets all our minimum standards. Paul, is there any way that we can find out uh, through staff how many warehouses currently are vacant of the ones that have been developed and that are sitting vacant? I know that every time I drive down the 210, I see a lot of signs that for lease or for, you know, for lease. I, I just kind of get a ballpark. It doesn't have to be specific number, just an idea of, what we're looking at because these people, while they, they may have paid money to, to build it and all that, uh, we're not getting anything out of them. Mm -hmm. Can we agendize it first? Agenda, I'm sorry. Wait, On the agenda? <laughs> I would like to, well, how do you want to call it? Robert? Well, he's, yeah, so commissioner's asking to place on the agenda. Mm -hmm discussion with possible action to require let me see if I can phrase this correctly yeah. if we can identify any violations under the air quality management district's regulations by warehouses in the city of Rialto and if so um, the commission would like to consider the possibility of prohibiting the issuance of any permits until those issues are resolved by that warehouse. Is that a fair statement of what you're seeking? Yes, that's for the when they want to build a warehouse, but if it is found that they actually are in violation for an existing, I think some type of action should be taken also. For example, like uh, Target, they got a warehouse, and they have all kinds of things that we are complaining about or we've complained about. Are they getting cited? You know, I, that's what we want to know. I think maybe, um, so let's say we have, I'm trying to frame this a bit different. I, I think we, for those in the, those the warehouses who already have or constructed, may, if they have a, a, a active conditional zone permit that may be placed on the agenda for the next meeting to explain what they're doing, because that's the extent of our authority on this body is to review conditional permits already been issued at that point, right? So if it's already one that's in existence. So Correct, right. it, it would be, yeah, uh, just uh, and I don't, I don't recall specifically, but I, I believe there may be a condition, Paul might be able to confirm this, that the applicant comply with all the rules that existing <laughs> rules, regulations, ordinance, and so forth. And so a violation of that would then present the 
potential for the planning commission to review a uh, similar to a revocation proceeding yeah. if they don't come into compliance. Yeah. So the article does quote the uh, Target warehouse in Africa. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's be right. glad to. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. I if mean, you could, really, I'm beside myself. If you could provide that information to me, John, we'll, we could do that. But that one has been there a long time. I don't know if it has a conditional development permit. It does to not use that road, which they do every okay. day. Okay. This so is from December 23rd, 23. Okay. So we could look into that because I know some of our older warehouses do not have the conditional development permit yeah. application. These are citations from the Area Resource Report. Mm hmm. So you're actually asking the city that if we have a warehouse such as Target that's under violation, that from there on we accept no. We close them. Well, what I'm saying is we don't accept any proposals for warehouses then. I don't think that we can fly with that. I think the most we can do is if there's an existing warehouse oh, that has an existing condition development permit and they're found in violation of some sort of regulation from the state or the federal government, that they can be brought back here to uh, their opportunity to be heard mm -hmm. and for us to consider possibly further action on the, con the existing permit that's been issued. Other than that, I don't know what more we could yeah, do. I, yeah. I think that, that what this commission could do is review their um, conditions their conditions for compliance. That's right. That's about it. That's right. It. And if they're found to be out of compliance, then you would have the opportunity to, to take some action. Because anything more than that would be the council making direction to the, the attorney to write letters or to engage with them at a different level. If there was something outside of conditional permit, ours. Right bubble here is condition development permits right am i correct john well for the most all, all of the entitlements that yeah that come before you that's so right. any of those or ppd a cup yeah. and so forth and those conditions and then that process would be your review and any action that this commission would take and then the um uh, the permit holder would then have appeal rights to the city council yeah. mm -hmm. I think um, we Correct. can for discussion, and then at that time, maybe we can frame up what, what you want us to consider. Mm -hmm. But we would also be, may be able to find out exactly what the uh, Air Quality Control District is has cited and what recourse they have. Yeah. Maybe we can agendize the dis discussion like what you, yeah. you may mention. That would be good. Discuss it, yeah. I, I did want to say, and, and there is another department that kind of code, code compliance Typically, if there are complaints, we typically like to have the work with the, the developer or the, or the uh, person occupying the building first to try to get them up to code. Um, we, can, we can, of course, discuss it, but that's one thing that we typically try to do before bringing it to the Planning Commission. So. That's not my request. <laughs> All right. Let's you know, that's part of the problem with moving it off someplace is that years go by and not no resolution. My opinion. All right. Well, well that's been a conversation after the. That's been an ongoing problem uh, that you're aware of with uh, within your neighborhood. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, the most we can do on that particular one, and we brought them here before years ago. They're probably due to come back, 
and they really cleaned it up after we drug them back. We talked about their, their condition levels meant not to use that road for trucks. And they followed it up by doing briefings with all the employees. They paid for the no truck signs uh, turning on that road. And uh, they had one of their employees actively enforce it, um, policing their own employees not to race through the city. And then it ended up being where they they applied for the grant, got the money, or uh, they they initially were going to pay for the 125 grand is what it was quoted to restripe the obstacle course we created there. And then they ended up getting a grant and they didn't have to pay it. And that's how that happened. That's the history of that. That tells you that I've been on this board too long because that, that's a long time ago when that happened. <laughs> but um, I think at the end of the day, um, I'm 100% in support what John's saying. It's just I don't know what – I don't want to overextend what this, this commission's authority is. I'm trying to keep it within the framework of what we can and cannot do. Um, I, I support anything that, that requires uh, a review of an existing permit or uh, maybe even asking uh, the responsive department to give us an update on what, like code of an issue we may be having that may have come up on target. Like maybe we can ask code to tell us what, have they heard anything? I mean, those are things I think we can do. Um, we make great recommendations and we do the best of our ability. Um, and then at the end, it's, it's if someone wants to appeal, they appeal to the council and they can overrule it because that's why they're elected. And that's the end of the day where that's at. Other than running for council yourself, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's exactly where we're at. So. My question is, on these warehouses, if we found a violation that was wrong, we have nothing in the bylaws said that what we can do about that violation. Do we? Could we make a recommendation to the city council? I, I, I think my recommendation would be bring back the agenda yeah. item for full discussion that will give staff my office that. an opportunity to identify what's the extent of this body's authority what alternative actions are available and what the process is including code enforcement mm -hmm. the city council's authority and so on so that you understand the kind of the, yeah, the sure. framework that's in place and, and what actions are available to you yeah. I think that gives us a better chance to really know what's going on and what we have, what options we have. And that's basically what we're asking for right now. I, I, I will note that all of the, the entitlements that are issued and approved by this body include a statement that, that violations will subject them to review and possible revocation. Yeah, that, that's what we can, that allows us to bring them back in here. Correct. Mm -hmm. back in. That's, that's the one thing. But they have it like anyone else. I mean, government can't just take something. They got a right to be heard, right. and they can you right. know, all those things. Exactly. So that's the way it works. Yeah. So. Okay, that's one item. The other item <laughs> is: Could you explain how the commission took action on a, on a, a project last time, and then we had a secondary motion that was approved, and then I guess a couple of days later. That was reversed, and the commission didn't know about it. Or some, some did. Shouldn't that have come back to us? The the first action was valid. The second action was not, and that was based on a uh, my lack of knowledge of a provision that was in the 
Rialto Municipal Code about how votes are to be counted, which is, is not consistent with the general rule, but it's permissible to adopt that. I just was unaware of that, and that was brought to my attention by uh, planning staff, by uh, Daniel Casey. There's a provision that states that rather than a majority of the, um, if, if I'm, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, uh, of the entire commission, that it's a quorum of those present. So a majority of, of only those present, which is not the typical rule, and therefore, well, I think the I, I'm, the, I'm the, the butt of that because I, I voted, I did not vote, I abstained. And, and I will note that, that, was my problem. that, that this uh, body did not have a rule and now they do have a rule. Well, in 30 days, the ordinance was adopted by the city council on Tuesday that provides that an abstention counts as an affirmative vote. Mm -hmm. That was my mistake. So you have to vote no. Yes. You, yeah. yeah. Yes the, or no. With, the, with the, the policy consideration being that you're appointed to make decisions and an abstention should really only be uh, taken advantage of if you have, you know, some kind of valid uh, conflict or reason that, that doesn't rise to the, um, the uh, level where you need to recuse yourself and, and leave the chamber. Um, but otherwise, abstentions count as affirmative votes. And I'm glad I'm aware of that now. I so think that does that the answer issue. your? Well, it does. I think part of it is that it was after the fact, and the, it was. the uh, commission had actually approved a motion, and then it was withdrawn because there was other circumstances. Well, it was the first motion actually. No, I was affirmative. But the, the bottom line is, there was an action, then there was a subsequent action. And then there was another decision. Or I think I think what he's saying too is the commission was led to believe that another action on that item took place, even though it was mistakenly done. Maybe we should have brought it back to discuss at the next thing. Or did, did they have a right to move it forward faster than that? The applicant, if legally they actually did pass, I mean, Could they well, appeal? I think uh, essentially their project was approved, so they had the right then to proceed. Um, if if what occurred was not communicated to all the commissioners, it, it should have immediately. <laughs> it never because happened again. I learned I was aware the following <laughs> day. I yeah. yeah. But that, okay. I, I think it's been beaten up enough, but the bottom line is all of the commissioners weren't instantly aware of some of them. I wasn't. I see. Well, that that's a communication yes. issue that that's needs to I be remedied. Yeah. Yeah. And Commissioner, we had, we had discussed putting it on the next agenda, which would have been next week. We wanted to put on a regular schedule or yeah, regular schedule. That would have been fine. So, so you kind of beat us to it, the explanation, so. Okay, so we have, we get to see each other next week, mm -hmm. right? We have items already? We do have a couple items. I am not sure of exactly which they are just yet. Okay. If it, there's nothing else, uh, I'd have a motion to adjourn. Move, Move to, adjourn. to adjourn. Second. All right. We're good. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen.